Boom. Here we are, gentlemen. Oh. What is up? We are chilling. <laughs> you can tell this is our first podcast because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> How do we start this? <laughs> How do we start? We just, I guess we just go. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm boy tactics. <laughs> that is his whole introduction. I love how you froze too. Like that's we don't know what that's that's like <laughs> I, I'm your boy Darcy, and I don't know what I'm doing here. Well, I'm your uh, I'm Big Geek Umar. So <laughs> you couldn't figure out if you were gonna say I'm yours. Or, yeah, I would be I'm your Big Geek Umar because that's just weird. <laughs> I'm oh, your Big Geek Umar. I don't even know who you are yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man, Darcy looks the most professional in this bitch, though. Yeah, we got a mic and everything. I gotta do. I got other YouTube stuff that I do, so you know, I got. It's gotta be right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair I enough. I look like an aviator with this thing on. Fair <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, I guess how this all got started is we meet, but Darcy and myself, we were talking randomly all over the phone, and we decided that you know it'd be cool to just have a podcast and like talk about geeky stuff. I mean, we do that all the time as is um, in real life. So we figured, you know, why not just kind of record some of this shit and see. So that's how it started. I, I thought you got, uh, it was when I asked that question in our group chat and you and you guys both went into like a, a voice note uh, war, <laughs> just like going back and forth. Let's not let's not start this fight already, okay? I can see where this is going. Y'all need to just chill. Like it's like it started with me and you. No, it started with me and you. It's like let's not take it there, okay? Already. Very true. Well, okay, fine. So like, that's how, that's how it started. That's the official record. Uh, I might as well. I'll start the podcast by asking you guys a question. Um, cool. In DC Comics, there are the Green Lantern Corps and. Mm-hmm. Uh, what never heard of them never heard of them never heard of them (laughs) you never heard of ryan reynolds yeah i I think i think there's trauma there and i'm just blocking it out (laughs) not even thinking about it but uh so recently what they've done is they've kind of expanded it it's not just the green lantern core they now have multiple uh cores that each relate to a different um emotion so my question to you guys is uh which core do you think you belong to and why so you want to give us a rundown of what the different emotions are and their corresponding colors? Sure. Uh, so red, obviously, is rage. Uh, orange is greed. Greed, uh, okay. Yellow is fear. fear uh, okay. Green is will. Uh, blue is hope. Uh, and indigo is compassion. Uh-huh. And then violet uh or sapphire uh that's love and then like black and white are death and uh life respectively but like we don't really go to that ones because it's like you know that that doesn't really matter to us right now no man i am black as all hell (laughs) i am death (laughs) (laughs) well this this conversation took an interesting turn (laughs) 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 i i just because you said we don't go there i like i had to challenge it (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah so uh if you guys need me to like run down those again just let me know but like which one do you guys think that you are yeah, I didn't hear anything you said after Red. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll kick it off. So uh, when you when you set the agenda to us earlier, I went and did some some research and some homework, and I was like, let me hit the interwebs and let me try to you know get get this and get the best answer possible. So I hit BuzzFeed and it did a quiz because obviously that's. What you- <laughs> <laughs> I actually forgot about doing that. That's a great idea. <laughs> I was going to tell you guys, and I'm like, no, it'd be better if I do it myself. And I'm glad I did not send you there because I came out with something I disagree with, which was... Black. In- <laughs> <laughs> you are dead <laughs> inside. No, no. Um, I got indigo slash compassion, um, and I didn't like it because one of the questions was like, which, which Dungeons and Dragons character would you be? And I'm like, okay... I've never played Dungeons and Dragons, so let me just Google <laughs> these characters. I'm like, this is this is super biased. So, my real answer, what I think I would be, and this is where I debate. I feel like I'm somewhat like I think my natural first instinct is to say I'm green because willpower is like a strong thing with me in in life. But 
blue a little bit because I I don't know I kind of identified with the character that uh, uh, Hal Jordan meets on Mojo because uh, you were just telling me the, the stuff because I can't remember nothing uh, and the the, the the I forget what is the character's name on that on that oh uh, Saint oh God I can't remember his name right now Saint something yeah see I don't feel bad now but like I feel like I identified a little bit with his personality and like why he was given the the blue lantern ring and like it was basically in Invented in that episode, at least in that in that continuity. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, but I don't know. I guess I have to go. With my gut would be green because willpower is like just like I don't know a cornerstone for me in my life. Saint Walker, Saint Walker, that's his name. Mm. Sorry. Sorry, that that feels just like not as good of a name as I wanted it to be. <laughs> It's not as alien as you wanted it to be. Yeah, it was just like Saint this guy from over in England. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. Uh okay, so you you think green with a possibility for blue as like a secondary. Yeah, yeah, like teal. Let's go teal. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's blending colors. <laughs> Bro, I am biracial. I blending colors is my nature. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, T, how about yourself? Um, okay, so I didn't really do my homework, but based on the synopsis here, I feel like I'd be a combination of of green and indigo. Green because, like Darcy, I I I, I I'm a firm believer in it. like I I I feel like I possess a lot of willpower in terms of the things that I do, especially when it comes to training and just uh, all those things that I've had to overcome. Willpower is always the number one key thing that's always gotten me through. Um, but compassion in the sense of I, I'm very empathetic and with all the spirituality stuff that I'm really immersed in right now, I feel like that kind of coincides with the, uh, the indigo, um, lantern core. So, yeah, I think that it'd either be between those two for sure for me. So Umar, quick question for you. I mean, do you think that Tactics was going to say green? I mean, I don't think there was any foreshadowing at all. (laughs) The giant wall behind him. (laughs) Actually, uh, when um, when I helped him paint that wall, and I asked that question, that was like years ago, and you gave a different answer back then. I'm trying to remember what you said because I don't even. How do you remember that far back? I don't even remember that. You're painting this giant green wall, and you're like, I would go with anything but green right now. <laughs> I think you What were... answer did I pick? I Yellow, were... for sure. It's, no, you said that as a joke, <laughs> like you're, kind of like you're doing right now. I think it was a mixture of, you said you think you would do will, but ultimately you would go for um, hope. Interesting. Because you said that like you, you feed, like you get stronger with willpower, but you believe in more. Because that's that's one of the things about the Blue Lantern Corps. They're like at like an average of, let's say, six. Yeah. Uh, six out of ten in terms of power. But if one Green Lantern is around them, they go from six to an 11 out of ten. Mm. And so, and also they charge uh, Green Lanterns to like their, their battery on their own. So it's like both of them are become like an unstoppable force together. So that's, I said that to you and you were like, yo, I think I, I think I would be like blue. Mm. I feel like hope is a beggar though. Compassion is just more sexy, you know? Just saying. You know? <laughs> hope is like, yo, I, I hope something happens. <laughs> wow, both of us were not ready for that. We're just like, I was, no, I was, what? the beggar, what? <laughs> hope is a beggar, man. Hope, hope is moving around here like, please, sir, give can me I, some of your will. Can I have some more? <laughs> I need some lantern bowers. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I would say that I fairly firmly fall uh, within the uh, Compassion Indigo tribe. Uh, To be honest, the only thing that I felt that was, like, in the comics, the Indigo tribe is made up of entirely criminals, uh, mostly because um, that's the, the ring goes after those who need to give compassion for what they've done. Um, so like all basically they're full of criminals and all of them are feeling the weight of what they've done uh, because they're holding on to that thing but that's almost like they're being trapped in it 
um, except for the like the main one who uh, she actually uh, she's a criminal. She did feel a forced compassion, but then she began to feel compassion over time. So that's why she powers herself now. But anyway, like uh, just in terms of like out of all the emotions on the spectrum. I think I would fall in compassion the most. Like that is possibly the thing I'm most defined as among my friends, uh, and also my family. Uh, if I was gonna do a runner-up like you guys did, you violent as fuck, bro. I, I was just gonna say <laughs> you violent <laughs> as fuck, bro. A little too much violent, if, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, how do I say this in like a manly way? Because <laughs> like I, I, don't I don't think there's a man in violent. I think I would be the first violent on that team. I'm like, ladies, oh. what up? Oh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know what though? It's right. It's right. Totally <laughs> right. One hundred percent. I yeah. think that's your first choice. <laughs> no, that's my second choice. That's your first choice, for <laughs> bro. So I have two two questions for Umar. One, I, you shouldn't drink that drink right now. Um, one, <laughs> one. What did you do that you need to confess is the reason why you're compassion? Because you're over here like they're all criminals who, uh, you know, have to, to give compassion. Se- se- second of all, basically, you're saying these compassion people who uh, uh, people with the compassion ring uh, are essentially like hackers who get caught by the CIA and are forced to work for them to actually do good now. <laughs> kind of. Uh, for me, like I would say that the actual like I don't. If it was like it was full of uh, a bunch of uh, people who felt overwhelming compassion for other people, and that's when the rings came and find them, that I would fit with that more. This feels like like because the core was made specifically to focus towards criminals to like make them feel bad about what they've done. That's but that's like that's leaving out like that's just like technicality in my opinion. For me, I would say like the actual uh, emotion that I deride the most would be compassion and hopefully that it would find me on that on that basis if not and if it requires me to be a criminal then i'm going to violate because i'm just like they're gonna be like oh okay you, you don't qualify and then the other ring will zoom right past it and take me and i'll be like son of a bitch <laughs> that's a long way of getting around the fact that he doesn't want to confess i get it okay, cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in a roundabout way yeah <laughs> I was trained as a lawyer, so like we definitely want to go roundabout. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I forget about that sometimes. (laughs) I still don't even know what you do, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I've known you for years. (laughs) Okay, I should preface this by I have actually told him viewers that I've told him I think three times. One of them in a setting where he was, we were at dinner. I sat around the table and I'm like, "What do you think I do?" He said exactly what he just said right now. And then I was like, okay, this is what I do. Ten minutes later, like literally when we were like having dessert, I'm like, yo, T, what do I do? And he just like. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, never mind. <laughs> you always have to give like a prelude to what you do before you actually explain it. It's like with Matt and like Darcy or anyone else that we know within our group. It's like very simple. It's like, I do this. I'm a. I'm, I'm in cabinetry or I'm a web developer or I'm a florist. You, it's like, okay, so uh, let me sit you down and real, explain real quick what I do. So you know how this and this and this, and, and I'm like, okay, you lost me when you said I have to sit down and explain, you have to say. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> okay. Like if it takes longer than two seconds for you to tell, tell me what your title is. Okay. It's too long. I'll, I'll, I'm going to tell you the title. I like you, you as a person, though. I mean, that, that's got to count for something, right? <laughs> no, like, I know that you work. I just it's good, know it's good what that you don't you judge do. me. For, yeah. <laughs> it's good that you don't judge me for my what my work is. Okay. For those who are interested. You're like Chandler, bro. I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> finally, finally, someone said it. I no, no, no. Get, no, but you I look like Ross. Ross. You look like you, Ross, but you're, you're like Chandler. You're way more like Ross, <laughs> but your job is like Chandler. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if we were playing that like trivia question game, <laughs> and like everyone's like, "What is Umar Shamim's job?" and everyone be like, "Yeah." All right, I'm a policy analyst. Yeah, it's like Chandler. <laughs> this is why I sit you down and I give you context because I say that and you don't know what that means. You're just like, yeah. cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, how about next week you update us on the weenus? Okay? 
<laughs> and that's for any hardcore friends. <laughs> if you're a real friends fan, you know what the weenus is, okay? It's not what it sounds like. It's, <sighs> nobody knows what it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, well, so um, I think we've uh, sufficiently asked, uh, answered that question, and then some. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely answered. <laughs> nice transition. We definitely answered that question about the weirdness. That's so, all. Right. <laughs> all right, I have a secondary question for us. Uh-huh. Yo, he, who here has watched the original T- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990? Oh, of course. I've seen that so many times that I can't even count anymore. As a kid or as like uh, as like a teenager? Like recently. Like recently. <laughs> <laughs> like, Never seen it. Never seen it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're shutting this down. We're having a Netflix party right now. Yeah. You're the wrong Fair podcast, bro. <laughs> but it, it has been a while since I've seen it, though. You know, like yeah. I mostly saw it when it was like running as like a rerun on TV a lot, you know? So I, I never got to see it like in theaters or nothing like that. So yeah. I don't think I saw it in theaters, actually. Yeah, I don't remember if I saw it in theaters, but I've seen it a lot. I have it. I've had like two different versions of it on VHS. Yeah, yeah. Is, it, is it still going, or is it like starting like? Nah, it's probably. It's, it, I haven't tested it in a while. I mean, I don't even know where my VCR. I don't even know if I own a VCR anymore. But I yeah. ruined the VCR. Uh, sorry, the, the VHS, and I have the DVD. Oh, nice. You know, you know, it'd be fun. Is like when we do like one like a pizza party or something after all this pandemic stuff goes away, and we're like, all right, let's put the let's put the VHS version in, and then like midway through, someone like like mad or someone's gonna be like, yo, I just need to go to the bathroom. He's like, like you like pause or like whatever, like like bro, it's VHS man, like we can pause, but we can, like don't like don't make us all wait like this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like all the problems that come with like, oh, you just like you know go back ten seconds. No, we ain't going back no ten seconds. <laughs> yo, if we if we do that, we're definitely have to get Domino's pizza. True. Yeah, for sure, 100%. Yes. You know, you know what though? Like when it comes to TMNT, it in in Canada, at least in Toronto, I don't know. There might be like probably one or two, but there's no real like proper like like New York style pizza that you would get to like really line up with that show because you need that like super long slice with like a yeah. lot of cheese melting off of it, yeah. and like we we gotta find like a proper like New York style. Probably won't be the best pizza. But like a proper like in like the theme kind of pizza and have that with the movie. Yeah. The only the only reason I say Domino's is because uh, in the first one uh, <laughs> that was the, the the pizza delivery dude who's just like yeah. uh, it's like one twenty two and an eight. And an eight. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. But it just doesn't feel right, you I know. The actual pizza yeah. itself, like I hear you. Yeah. You gotta eat but it. The, I, I, okay, so T, I think it was you who's telling me uh, who told me this, but like. So in the, uh, I think turtles lore or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was kind of like debated over what kind of turtles they like the all four of them were. Were they like the same one or were they like different ones? So I, I looked into it ever since you you brought that up, and it sound it turned out that in the 2018 cartoon of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that just like came out, well obviously like two years ago. Mm-hmm. That was the one that had them as different types of turtles. Like, uh, Raphael was like a snapping turtle. That's why he's like massive compared to the other two, uh-huh. uh, other three. And like, I think Donatello was like the weakest form of, uh, yeah, yeah it's like stuff like that. But in, um, in the original series and also in like the live action movie and like all subsequent stuff, uh, the turtles that got mutated were the red eared uh, sliders uh, turtles, and that's why they it, it, like that type has like this red uh, piece like down their head or something like that, and that's what gave the creators the idea of putting different colored masks on them. Mm, okay. Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I didn't know the um, I didn't know which type each of them were. I just I remember I was like randomly searching i think i stumbled upon like um one of the tur- like old school turtle videos or whatever when uh, michelangelo was having the nunchuck duel with the, one of the foot clan yeah and then i was like yo randomly, I was like, chucker, eh? yeah and i was like randomly i was just like i wonder which turtle is actually the strongest right obviously it wouldn't be donatello but i was like googling that and then yeah i stumbled upon the fact that they were saying how like Raphael is the strongest because he's the biggest because he's a snapping turtle right and i was like oh that's interesting but you know, he keeps getting his ass kicked by Leonardo. So, you know, 
Except for in the sorry, sorry, Darcy, go on. I was gonna say one thing I find interesting though is like, and I was just literally googling pictures right now to go back to like the like original animated series. So like obviously in the movie like they're all the same, and it would make sense that like even just from like a budget perspective, you know, you'd want the same material because it's just cheaper and easier to do. But I was thinking like, and I was like trying to look up like old pictures, and I don't think it's like the oldest ones, but some of them like I want to say like uh i don't want to say years but like you know a few comic books back or whatever generations back they started drawing them as like different colors and they weren't necessarily like as as close to as recent where they look like they look they're very different like actually starting to look like they're fundamentally different turtles but they would like do different shades on like their their their, their, like skin tone but the rest of them will kind of yeah i remember that the same and i was just trying to like find like at what point because i feel like i they i'm like looking at like the original like like 90s one and i'm like i'm they're they're clearly all the same like tone of green but but the 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 toys though were were like distinctly very different in that regard like i remember some of the the toys like donatello was a lot darker than a lot of the other turtles because like, mm-hmm. I had a couple of the toys, and I remember, I, I remember that distinction. Yeah, and yeah, like obviously, like the newer animated stuff, like the 3D stuff that they did, like they're definitely like different yeah. shades. But yeah. I just find that that like an interesting thing because it's like it's kind of halfway between the idea of like they're different turtles, but like not enough to be trying to be like uh, showing their species or whatever the right correct term yeah. is to be like this is their actual like fundamentally different, like they're a snapping turtle, for instance. Yeah, I think I guess. Like, Sorry, go, go, on. On, go on. Well, in two thousand, in the two thousand ten animated one, uh, animated movie, uh, they they had all four of them, and th- that was the one that had that big fight between Raphael and Leonardo on uh, on, yeah. on the, uh, like on the roof, I think, and Raph won that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think like uh, I think it's always been that Leo has always been the most skilled. Uh, Raph has always been the strongest. Uh, and then Donatello is the smartest, and Michelangelo is the funniest. He's the playful one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so what they did in the, I think that's what they showcased it in that movie, and then they liked the idea so much that in the 2013 really super massive hit uh, animated uh, cartoon, they kind of pushed that where they had like Leo being the specifically chosen leader by splinter and then also making him the most uh focused and the most skilled but having raf as being the angriest but also the like they actually gave him an episode where he was the leader and he realized that he's actually not cut out for it because he's used to he's he unless he has someone to argue with like he needs an authority figure to keep in check but Mm -hmm. if he is the authority figure he has no strategy like he's more exactly and like he doesn't know how to like like checkmate the opponent he knows how to beat the opponent like Mm -hmm. come at them fight them be able to like keep getting back up and like knocking them down but when it comes to like oh we're surrounded what do we do he's like just keep fighting just keep fighting and uh so they actually he, Mm -hmm. he came back and realizing that like he's like leo i need you like i need to watch your back but i also need you to like guide me at the same time Mm. that makes sense yeah he definitely hasn't been like the the, the much of like a forethought you know i'm gonna make a just uh a comparison here when i was a kid right and then you know you're picking like superhero animated shows coming out and you're like oh i love this character i love this character two characters that always felt similar to me Raphael and wolverine yeah yeah i can see that like just in like they're like like their, their aggression, their anger, the fact that they both had the three prongs, like they're different, obviously, but like they he would hold it sometimes. That was it called like the sire or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and it would just like, you know, look, it would kind of look like it. But I just at the time, I, like, I think I identified with the two of them. I'm like, yeah, like, like Raphael was always my favorite. Plus red's like my favorite color. So like that always yeah. worked. But yeah. That that's, was- that's an interesting comparison because I feel like <clears throat> based on that, um, that, um, dynamic between Wolverine and uh and Cyclops it was similar with mm, Raphael yeah. and Leonardo so except for the fact that like uh now because Raph has never been someone to lead he's someone to go solo like he can go on his own and do things yeah. or he can he can partner up like either with Casey Jones 
or like uh, like another like hero like he like it could, they can be a duo that like kind of does their own thing. Yeah. But in terms of like leading leading, Raph has never been shown to be someone who can do that. Wolverine of late has been like uh-huh. uh, there's comic books and also <laughs> a, a cartoon series like it was one season called Wolverine and the X Men and you know. Yeah. Wolverine has been put in charge, and it makes sense because, like, yeah, he he's the more impulsive, he's the more the loner, he's also the more angrier person. Uh-huh. But also, he's the <laughs> oldest by, like by far. Like, he's like, uh, Charles Xavier is half his age. Uh-huh. So is Magneto. Like, they're like, he is well older than everybody. And that, like, while he's been kind of someone who's like he was lost for a long time, but once he was centered by. Uh, Professor Xavier, and also when he thought, okay, look, I need to lead these kids, and also I need to protect them, mm-hmm. he's able to actually utilize the group. Yeah. And plus, I think fans just really wanted Wolverine to lead. I mean, let's be honest, Scott yeah. was lame. Also, at the same time, you also got, uh, like, that was the whole thing where, like, Storm became his second-in-command, and then they started, you know, you know. I did not know that, but that's interesting. Really? I didn't know that. I didn't know that they were a thing. I mean, I guess they alluded to it in um, Days of Future Past, but I didn't know that that was an actual thing from the. Oh, comedy. that was a thing. Like there was an entire uh, like segment where those two of them were like going to town on each other. Wow. So, interesting thing. I just you know seeing the YouTube titles that come up, but without clicking the videos. Um, <laughs> someone was saying that they rumored it's rumored that uh, Wolverine will show up in Black Panther too. Right. And obviously with the introduction of um, like the X-Men need to come into the universe, it also makes me think, well, obviously Storm will probably come in through Black Panther at some point, whether it's this movie or like another one. I'm like, ooh, interesting. What if they would show that dynamic in this in this universe um, or would they go the route where Storm and, and Black Panther? Uh, obviously, like, you know, there's that that storyline as well. But you just you just reminded me of the the fact that like. Wolverine is rumored to come in through um, the next Black Panther. That's an interesting uh, choice for introduction for him because I would say, and this is based off my limited knowledge of Black Panther, but Wolverine hasn't done a lot with them. Uh, I, I mean, maybe in connection with Vibranium. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. I, I feel like that would be a good tie-in for them. Yeah, because that's his metal, right? That's in his body again. Animating. Oh, I was like, right. I knew it was. I knew it was gonna get that wrong. I'm like, don't say it out loud. Don't say it out loud. <laughs> no, it's, it's his adamantium. But they could change it. I mean, they don't necessarily have to go adamantium. Do they? Ooh, if Oop. you if you do that, that's gonna be a, like. I know a lot of people were <laughs> upset when they made uh, Cap's shield vib- pure vibranium. Pure vibranium, mm-hmm. but like in the comics, I think originally it was supposed to be adamantium. Then it became like adamantium with vibranium, and now it's just like pure vib- vibranium. Which but one is the strongest metal? Like, is it the more indestru- indestructible one? Is adamantium? Like, it, it's oh. it's said to be the toughest, with vibranium being the close second. Question then: Where does adamantium come from, from a mining perspective, in the comics? Uh, that I don't remember. Yeah, Darcy already has the answer. No, I don't actually. No, oh, okay. what, 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 no, because I'm saying because if it's also somewhere in Africa, then it would all that could be a, a reason for the tie-in in, in in terms of like why it's coming from that way. I mean, the other thing too, though, is like they're they're probably just setting something up from a perspective. If that's true, like I mean, like I saw a title. I didn't even watch the video for the. I don't theory. think it's a, like a natural occurring. Thing. I think it's like an artificial metal that's like. Then Wakanda would be the smartest place involved with metal in the world. Yeah, so they 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 would be the most likely in the current MCU to 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 create that that substance, especially with Tony Stark being passed on now, right? So and then like kind of uh, the U.S. government actually it's the Canadian government. The Canadian government then takes the the adamantium. And then start swapping X. Mm. Yeah, the next project. And here the thing is, like, they have a lot of things to tie in, right? So they have a lot of story that is like things that have already happened. Like, they're like, as far as I know, Deadpool, the carnation that we have, is going to come in, right? Yeah. And obviously, you know, he breaks fourth walls, and they barely had like a scene where they show the the current X or the previous X Men in the background as a joke, but it's obviously still a joke. Thing is, though, like. You can use like um, the Deadpool character to explain a bunch of things away 
but he has already existed. I mean, like, sarcastically try to explain yeah. it. He can just make a joke of him. I don't mean, like, it's actually logical. It just means, like, eh, laugh about it. And then, like, oh, that's funny. That's gone. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when, when uh, Jesse Jeff was, like, walk, walks up to, 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 oh, my God. I'm getting your name oh, wrong God. in my head. What's that? The mother character. Um, oh, um, Vivian. Oh, oh, uh, on Viv? Yeah, on Viv. Oh, my God. I'm going to get so many people be like, yo, revoke his, <laughs> revoke his card right now. No, I was, I kept, the, I had the name Victoria pop in my head and I couldn't get it out. Um, but, um, yeah, no, when, when he went on Viv, like, comes in, he's just kind of like, it's like something looks different about you, right? And ever, ever since you had that baby on Viv, something's, been, <laughs> yeah. something's different about you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you can use it for like that kind of humor. But the thing is that like, if he's still in the universe, then he, then his, like all the stuff that happened to him that was supposed to come out of Wolverine already happened. Right. Wolverine obviously will have existed in this universe for a long time and yet nobody's seen him. So it, and they're probably going to form an X-Men because I don't think they're just going to be like, and there is a giant X-Men organization over here that we've yeah. been ignoring all these movies. Like, it would just it'd be kind of weird. So I think they're going to have to form it. And if they have to form it, then then Wolverine, knowing to have lived and have been all around the flipping world, could just happen to be in Africa around the time that they, they introduce them for some logical reason they'll come up with. So do you think it's going to be like an origin thing where they're like establishing the X-Men after everything, all, after all the events from Avengers and all that, all the other movies previously happened? Like, are, are we just going to? I, I don't know. Like, I, I've heard theories that people are saying around um, that, like Scarlet Witch is going to create them. Um, but I kind of feel like, I mean, I, I think it's like lots of good reasons to that. But I, I feel oh, like... Cool. The, What's that one? Go on, go on. Um, like, I don't know if they're going to like, I don't know how they would do it if they're like take from multiple dimensions and kind of collapse them into one. But I feel like a lot of these characters are going to have to have pre-existing history. It's not going to yeah. be like some guy named Logan didn't have powers and suddenly has powers and now he's a mutant. Like, I think that would just be way too easily convenient. Yeah. I think yeah. it's way better to have them have his, have history, whether it's say it's dimensions collapsing, like what happened with the whole like um, flash universe and the TV show recently. Not that everyone's watching that, but um, like it collapses and you know, his backstory is something that you can explore because if all these characters have been in this in some way or another in this world, um, then you also have, a lot of things to like you can kind of pull from that have happened and maybe it's an explanation to something that we didn't get an explanation on or something like that so w one thing that i think it's like a little bit of uh friends and i talking about and also some things we've just been reading online where it's the combination of the fact that um uh, Rob, uh, uh, tony stark created the gauntlet for the five uh sorry the, the six stones and both him and bruce banner used it but they that that uh, gauntlet clearly was not functioning as well as the first one from infinity war because like just having them put it on even even thanos putting it on it was like a constant surge of pain yeah while the first one it like there was like a momentary surge but then like he can use it properly so it's possible that the fact that it's this imperfect glove was used twice to use all six stones uh, in succession. And the result, and also the fact that like they fractured time a shit ton <laughs> uh, during uh, Endgame, it could be that somehow those all can kind of in some way collide uh, in a future situation where all this energy, all this uh, improper use, all this cosmic effects has resulted in a new a new timeline yeah yeah and yeah i, I think and i think it just kind of like backs off the point i was trying to make which is like you create a new timeline but these characters will have had history yeah. and 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 i don't know if they'll do it kind of where it's like i hate to use this as an example but like with the flash universe where you know they're like you know if some of these people people ha know the history like the, their version of history and then the flash characters are like but we know a different version and then like you know someone will wake them up to it and like oh my gosh now like the, the both collide in their mind yeah. i mean i don't think they'll do quite that because it's one complicated and two 
I don't think anyone wants to see them do that, but, 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 um, but yeah, like, I just, I like the idea of like, you meet Wolverine and Wolverine has a history. And I I also like the idea of like, so for instance, when Spider-Man was introduced, right. Um, Spider-Man like had clearly been doing things and we just had no, yeah. And we hadn't known about it until the, until Tony Stark brought it forward and clearly Tony Stark's paying attention, but the audience doesn't have that information. And so like, Oh, here's, here's an idea off of this. What if Tony Stark has like a Batman like database on every on all the the like mutants. all the mutants all of the superheroes that are low level in the world or like a good number of people he's been kind of cataloging and he's just aware and maybe some of that information gets released out like someone like you know takes over like you know we've seen spider-man like taking over the 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 glasses and whatnot but then like why wouldn't he like go and reach out to any of them for any of the epic battles like but, but the thing with the spider-man is like he looked at him and he's like he knows that he's going to become something great right and like maybe a lot of these people are like early on like maybe he's got rumors of of somebody and he's and, and it's been recorded in the database or maybe somebody's like you know in a different stage or whatever like he's when you come to these battles like civil war and so that he's not gonna just bring a random person in there he, he doesn't really he can trust right yeah, like uh, you can, one can make the argument that he had thoroughly investigated Peter Parker, and it was like, no, this is someone I can trust. But I would say that uh, to uh, tactics point, th- that's like opening a can of worms for a lot of people to be like, well, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Like, uh, like it's kind of like what uh, oh, I hate, I loathe to say his name, but Jesse Eisenberg in BVS did, where he's like, uh, by the way, I have been watching these people. I'll I've even created insignias for them. And then yeah. Batman just steals it, and you're and you're like, he's like, he's been monitoring these people. Interesting. So yeah. I, I would say that's like, I would be hesitant to use that because it has been done before. Granted, it's been done poorly. Yeah. Um, but in a but it, that's like if you're like putting a team together, if you're like opening up an entire race, <laughs> Tony Stark should really have done a little bit more than just be like, oh, okay, well, I'm just gonna keep tabs on it. Hence, why I'm like, I, I would be hesitant <laughs> on how how they do that. Yeah, that's all fair. That's all fair. Yeah. Because I feel like with someone like Tony Stark, he'd be a little bit more inquisitive about like shit like that, especially if it's mutants that we're talking about and not like just superpowered beings. Like, yeah, like I, I know in, in uh, so the MCU when they did Civil War, he, he was more kind of reacting uh, to things to be like, okay, let's let's get in line with the government. And to a certain extent, he did that in the comics. But like in the comics, when Civil War happened, it was because they wanted to register all masked superheroes mm-hmm. uh and that included like mutants mm-hmm. and captain america was like no anonymity is what's keeping us safe mm-hmm. and tony stark is like no that's what's making them distrust us mm-hmm. and then the two of them just couldn't see eye to eye and like uh tony stark convinced peter parker to take off his mask in public and be like hey i need you to be my poster boy and that just seriously had negative effects on Spider-Man's life. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, like it's, Tony Stark has always been someone who, like, he looks for threats and mm-hmm. tries to mitigate them. So if he if he discovered like <laughs> a new race of beings uh, that was like being developed in his backyard and also throughout the world, he definitely would have read some uh, thrown some red flags in the air, being like, "Yo, guys, this is happening." Yeah. So I have another random thought coming to my head, and I know that there's probably some some hardcore, you know, read every comic book person who's listening to me and going, "Man, just shut up!" But, but <laughs> I know they can say that to all of us at this point. No, I know. I'm just teasing. But um, one of the thoughts that kind of popped in my head is, so what if? So I just I'm I'm hell bent on this idea that like you know. Wolverine has existed, right? Because just because of his age and his wisdom and his experience. So what if like there's a theory and we already had introductions of, uh, of Scarlet Witch and, and, and her brother and stuff like that. So what if there was like a small amount of mutants, right? That have existed, just a very small of them. And then when whatever happens in the Scarlet Witch show um, ends up kind of like accelerating the evolution way faster than it was supposed to be so like there's so then we could get the opportunity to introduce a lot of characters at younger ages that typically might be just as old as like 
or like you know in line with like wolverine in terms of seniority in the x-men and stuff like that but now they're like they're young and wolverine just gets to be that like he just is older because he's been around and a few characters have been there they're like the senior ones and they kind of like develop them up throughout multiple films and stuff like that i wouldn't be surprised if that does happen seeing as how uh, the wandavision series is looking to be her having like her powers going out of control and also she may potentially be coming un- mentally unstable like she was in the comics so like it very well possibly because like i know at one point she has like a 60s uh sort of like playing house with vision mm-hmm. uh, yeah. sort of aspect so if she's inadvertently time traveling and also caught, like her powers are going whack she could actually be the mother of the mutant race uh is as kind of like the opposing action of in the comics she was the decimator of the mutant race uh-huh. yeah i also heard the rumor that um the next big bad or part of like the you know probably several obviously but like is that dr doom is like the next <laughs> big thing Please, please let they do Doctor Doom well. And then Doctor Doom like builds up to what is it? Fantastic. Gold? Fantastic Four? Galactus. Oh, Galactus. Galactus. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was gonna say I was just gonna pronounce the last like couple letters wrong. I couldn't remember who they were. But yeah, like, and everybody wants it to be that um, that it's uh, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt to to be the the leaders of of uh, Fantastic they want, Four. They want that too. But uh, I would say that like for for me. I am less worried about Reed Richards and Sue Storm and like uh, the thing and Human Torch being done accurately. What I want is Doctor Doom done well. Like I want Michael Fassbender level well uh, and like Ian McKellen level well for like those guys uh, for that for that character because Ian McKellen and Michael Fassbender brought different ages and also different ways of doing Magneto, but they nailed him. Just like Patrick Stewart and like James McAvoy nailed their respective characters yeah. uh, or ages of their characters, but Doctor Doom has been consistently bongled uh, for me anyway. Like in in uh, in the cartoon, but like granted, this was just like the Spider-Man cartoon from like the eighties, like uh, and then or like the early nineties. I can't remember what it was, but um, then also the two Fantastic Four movies, and then on top of that, then they did uh, that atrocious fantastic four movie that you guys came to see me on my birthday when it came out in theaters uh the only good thing about it was michael b jordan was human torch yeah you know you know i would actually still love to see that get like the equivalent of a snyder cut right now because apparently there is still like the majority of that hat was cut differently and they most of it was done yeah like basically the the director of chronicle was doing the movie and like you could tell <laughs> the first half of the movie was his and then the studio yeah. like you're fired we're going to get another uh, director to like do the last half. And like, even we said it, we're like, what the hell happened in this movie? Like it wasn't great, but it wasn't that bad. No, so, like, yeah. I, re- I remember when we were watching it in the beginning and then as soon as it went one year later, that's when everything went downhill. Cause before that I was like, yo, what are you talking about? Umar? this movie's not bad, man. Like everything is aligning up correctly. The character development's really good. And then I was like, oh no. I, okay. I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, in in, in the, I was also watching random videos. You know, you're on YouTube, you're working something in the background, and it came across, and they were saying like even some of the scenes in the beginning, like the way they were edited, was edited in a way to like you know set up like, uh, first of all, the the character played Doctor Doom wasn't even supposed to be a Doctor Doom, like he was supposed to be a different villain, and oh. and um, he was just supposed to be like ironically named, I think, set up for a future state, and it was, and they also edited to try to make it like oh there is like a love triangle but that wasn't supposed to be the case either like you can tell by the tone that he was going for like there was like some of the things they did there like they wouldn't do that like it's like it doesn't make sense thing like and what tack is saying like one year later then all of a sudden it's just like it took a dump like out of nowhere mm-hmm. um but the one thing that it, it really bothered me and i really wanted to see the film done right it was michael b jordan's part but it was also um uh the, the 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 oh my god Every, why do i hear you say a name and then like, it leaves my head like that miles teller yeah miles teller um so both of them mr fantastic yeah mr fantastic they both had like a reaction that i liked but michael B. jordan's was was better so when they were doing the like they're testing their their abilities but they came back and like their, their abilities were out of control like they weren't just testing them they were like freaking out when i saw Michael B. Jordan freaking out. And then I looked at the way they, they edited the sound and everything. They were trying to portray it kind of like 
okay, he's losing control, but look how powerful he was in like the sound editing. But in reality, I know that was supposed to be shot more and you were supposed to hear terrifying, horrific yeah. level screaming. And I'm like, I really wanted to see Michael B. Jordan's portrayal in that moment because it would have been really dope just, just to see like, that this is a horrific experience that they now have to overcome. He and they- wakes up on fire. Like that would be terrifying. Yeah. And I'm guessing that there was the way they were depicting it, that there was some level of pain to go with yeah. it. Like he had to ado- adapt to it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like he just woke up and it was like, I'm on fire. My body perfectly knows how to handle this. It's more like he's probably like, let's say his body is actually handling it. It's releasing everything and controlling it. But his brain is not yet wired to it. So his brain is probably firing the like, was it sympathetic nervous system or whatever? Yeah, the, like, the nerve that endings. Makes, yeah. It makes you think that you're in danger Yet yeah. his body is handling it. So his body is in conflict with itself and he's like freaking out. And that to me, when I saw it, I was like, I can see what he's acting and they're trying to edit it to pretend like it's not that. And it was pissing me off the most. Yeah. Like for, for so go, just going back uh, to my original point, like for Dr. Doom, like the reason why I'm so desperate for this to go well is because Human Torch, I got Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, the movie sucked, but at least I got the Human Torch out of him. Like yeah. the character was still there. And even Chris Evans to a certain degree, he didn't do it like he was the funny man, human torch, but at least like there was a certain element of like, hey, I'm the kid brother. Uh-huh. Um Jessica Alba and like uh Kate Mara yeah, they never really like Emily Blunt will clearly blow those uh performances out of the park and like make it work while John Krasinski can own and also the two of them can make their relationship work. All that stuff and the thing I don't think is that big of a deal. But Doctor Doom is said to be like this guy is supposed to be literally okay. the most powerful and the most brilliant. He has seen the future. He is doing his villainous, his villain things to save humanity from its future self. And he has magic on top of like all the technology he has. He has magic. The man could like take on Magneto or Professor X. He can take on Loki and possibly even win against these guys. That's why I'm like, I need that brilliance. I need that foresight. And I need that certain like duality. Like, is he a mad person? Like he does the bad things, yes, but he's doing it because he's like, yo, if I don't do this now, humanity will be destroyed. Mm-hmm. So one thing, every every good superhero movie is always defined by the villain, like 100%. Like, I, don't get me wrong, Christian Bell was great. But if it wasn't for Heath Ledger, like he yeah. just like he wouldn't be as beloved because Heath Ledger is what made that like that second the, so and, good. And the acting he had to do against Heath Ledger, like yeah. just being in the same room with him, like like the, the acting went up a level. You could you could yeah. feel it. So here's the other thing, though. So I um I don't know if you guys watch this. There's a YouTube channel called Mr. Sunday, and they do and um and they're doing this like it's actually two guys. I don't know why it's Mr. But anyways, um and they they do this uh they're doing this series right now, which ironically not all the movies are garbage, but they call it the Caravan of Garbage. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're a couple of British guys, oh, and they were doing the Fantastic Four. It's like I started really watching it because you got to watch the Fantastic. They do the whole Fantastic Four series from the like the the '90s ones to or early 2000s to the 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 the, the, the thou shall not be mentioned version. <laughs> Wait, there, there was there was an unreleased version of the Fantastic Four though that never really got like it never officially got released. But yeah, but they, they they're just covering like they just like yeah. they watch it and they would go over some of the scenes. And one thing I gotta say, so don't be wrong, like um, Jessica Alba's portrayal in that movie, you know, like it left a lot to be desired, but. When they went through it, one thing I actually felt, I felt bad for Jessica Alba because Me they too. wrote they wrote a bad character. And, and the one thing they highlighted, and this is like going back to early days and like just stupid stuff in Hollywood, is like the amount of times that they, they identified through each one of the movies that she had like, she was half-dressed in a bra. Like there were so many scenes that were like, she was like in public and she was like, there's this whole thing where she like goes invisible and comes back out and she's naked. And it was like, it was so unnecessary. And it was like, just so we could like see Jessica Alba, like almost nude. Right. And it was just like, wow, they just, they, they really didn't want a character. They just wanted a hot chick that was like half naked. Like, also, I, like they got someone like, they didn't even make her like with Michael B. Jordan. They're like, no, 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 he's black. Like he's, he's not pretending to be white. 
with Jessica Alba, they were very clearly trying to pretend, like pass over as her just being like pure white. And I was like, why are you doing that? Yeah. I mean, like, uh, yes, because it's the times, 100%. Well, yeah. She, but like, she can, up. she could play a completely white person and, like, you know, just, uh, and be totally, like, not, because she, she can, she's one of the people that ethnically looks like she's multiple ethnicities at the same time, right? You know, depending on how she is. For me, I just feel like she can, she can transition between ethnicities. Um, and it's not like a, it's a bad thing or whatever. The thing I really just like is other than the fact that they just wanted to keep her half dressed all the freaking time, yeah. but oh was, was that, she wasn't like betrayed intelligently. Like they, I, when they were watching the thing and I was watching, like she was having all these like relationship problems with the marriage and stuff like that. And it was like, but like, isn't she supposed to be so ridiculously smart that like when a problem goes down, like that shit wouldn't matter. <laughs> She's so smart that Victor Von Doom is even like, you're like, you're someone comparable to me. Like, let's get married. We might actually produce a genius child. Yeah. Yeah. What's well, that kind of hinted at in the new one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but okay. I had so I had a random thing I wanted to bring up, and yeah. this is circling all the way back to you know uh, green is mean and all that stuff. Uh, so TM TMNT. Yeah. Uh, and this is this is a question for 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 us people of color. So when I watch, I was thinking about this today. I was thinking about TMNT, and was like one of the reasons why I really liked him when I was younger is the same reason. I like Spider-Man when I was younger. And do you know what it is? They're teenagers and they are superheroes in New York. Wow. So off the mark. I know. Uh, uh, <laughs> why did Stan Lee make Spider-Man the way that he is? Oh, because you didn't know what race he was. You could see yourself and who, who yeah. he was. And the thing I liked about, I was thinking about this, like I loved Raphael and I think it was because when I was younger, I had a lot of frustration mm-hmm. and I liked, it was, he had like the red bandana, but I think it was his rage that like for me identified with at the time. It's like, I think it was something I was feeling, but I wasn't like able to voice as a child. And so I think the thing I liked about them was one, they were like ethnic, ethnically agnostic. Like it did yeah. not matter. Like anyone could see himself and they were personality based. Uh So how you, you you had four different personalities of essentially like the same idea. And then you could identify yourself in whichever one of the four you, you fit along with, which is also really good when you're chatting with friends, right? Because everybody wants to be something. And it's not like when you're like, you know, you look at, I don't know. The Ghostbusters. Yeah. Batman. Yeah, but no, I was gonna say like a Justice League or something where like, let's say you take it back to like Justice Friends and stuff like that. Like you take it where where like they're all like one race. Right. And so you you it's harder to identify, you know, and you kind of are always choosing one or the other. And, you know, like it, with them, it was just like they were just like, I, which personality do I fit with? Because they were all kind of the same thing. And. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. It's like it's like in Stranger Things when uh, I'm not sure if you guys have seen that uh, show. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I, I haven't seen the third season. Uh, well, uh, like the, first, when they first off, shame, shame. But anyways, go on. <laughs> well, in the in the I, I can't remember what season, but like when they did like them dressing up as uh, the Ghostbusters, uh-huh. and uh, they're like, oh no, no, you you can't be, uh, you should be Winston. It's like, why should I be Winston? Because I'm black, and it's like it kind of goes to your point. It's like you can you either all of them are white, and you kind of have to choose which one kind of fits with you, or if you're a person of color, everyone's like, like I mean, whenever we were talking about Disney stuff, everyone was just like, oh, you, you'd probably want to dress up as Aladdin. And I was like, don't, I don't connect with Aladdin, but okay. Who do uh, you connect with? I, Disney? Hmm. Hmm. Actually, I never really thought about it. I always That's just, hard, though, because it's, it's, the more iconic characters are, are the, the princesses, not really the prince. Yeah. True, which is, is a good thing, but yeah, yeah I I mean, it, it is. And also, I like the newer adaptations that they're showing of uh, women. They're well, all I don't, know. I don't know what Disney princess would, or Disney male counterpart I would be. Mufasa, Wally, maybe. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but not um, where I thought you were going to say at all. But <laughs> uh, but like just going back to my point, like I, I think. I like what you you have to say because when and it, it's true because when I was younger I was all about the Michelangelo I was like yo he's my boy and then as I got older I was like yo 
he's stupid. Like, fuck Michelangelo. <laughs> Donatello is where it's at. Yeah, that makes sense for you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. By the way, I said it earlier, and I want to correct myself. I don't. I, you guys might not have heard me, but people listening might have heard me. I, I meant to say Simba, not Mufasa. Um, but yeah, no. When it comes to like a Disney character, I feel like Simba is like the one. But I think that's just like my own natural desire to be more connected to like ethnic roots yeah. more than anything. It's like yeah, it's like that's the only thing I, I can think of. The rest of Disney is like. What about Tarzan, though? No. That's a white dude in Africa. Tarzan for me, yo. Tell you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Seriously, think about it. Like Disney, I have no idea what Disney character I would be. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's man. tough. I'd probably be the bird from, from... Uh, a Lion King. Oh, Zazu? Zazu. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, now like I'm like really trying to run a chase in my mind, like, is there any other characters and like one of these? I can't think of any. I just want to climb trees, man. <laughs> he wasn't climbing trees. Like Tarzan was like, like like surfing trees. Yeah, bro, that was sick. He was he was like Iceman on like wood. Yeah, man. Interesting. Interesting. Damn. Yeah, I can, I'm I'm still over here just thinking about that 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 like what what other are Disney characters are there like. For for men that you like identify with, there aren't much, man. There's like the Beast, there's Simba, uh, yeah, Mufasa, okay, so, yeah, Scar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's uh, Aladdin. There's Prince Eric from Little Mermaid. There's. Uh, I feel like all the princes are just like forgettable for me. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's Prince Charming. He doesn't even have a name unless yeah. Charming's his name. <laughs> I'm gonna name you Charming. Oh. <laughs> And an asshole. It's like you are not supposed to. Oh, Hercules. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Hercules. True. I don't identify with him at all. Yeah, I, mean, I totally don't identify with him at all. Like, like the. I don't even remember Hercules to be honest. The original Greek movie. It's like, movie. I just don't identify with him. Yeah, I think the original Greek like mythology, like or whatever. It's Greek. Is it? The, yeah. The, yeah, it is. Yeah. So even though they give him the Roman name, but yeah. Like the the I remember watching when I was younger. I think it was like some bible like thing or something i don't know my mom my family used to watch all these like older like like um like bible movies and i feel like i saw a hercules character in that i don't know i could be blending things together in my head because i was like five but there was like a visual of a guy actually pressing like these two like giant like metal pillar things like himself and i'm like i identify with the cool part of like the strength and then nothing else <laughs> yeah. no like um yeah, that's a good Disney. That's a good question. Like, I'm gonna definitely have to go back and figure that out because I've never actually thought about it. There aren't many. There aren't many that aren't like one note. Like, yeah. I mean, the worst you could say about certain Disney princesses is is that they're like two notes, like or two dimensional. But uh, like for the males, it's even worse. I mean, I guess maybe one of the dwarves from uh, uh, Snow White. I just like Googled like male Disney characters and I'm like, I recognize these faces and I don't care for yeah. all of them. <laughs> wait, wait. Well, if we if, if we take Pixar into the bundle, then oh, we, we do because I, I, I brought in Wally. Yeah, yeah then, then, then I think we can talk a little bit more. OK, but uh, before we uh, end off, because I think we're getting close to our limit, but like just wanted to say and like this is also to our viewers as well. If you guys are a fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles then I highly, highly, highly recommend you guys check out the 2012 or 2013 uh, animated series that came out. I will say uh, that the the trailer for, uh, for the first season, it's not good. I saw that trailer. I'm like, this is bullshit. Uh, the animation, if you're not, you have to get kind of get used to the animation, which after the first episode you will, but like the animation kind of makes it look bad. Also, you, you look at it and you're like, they couldn't have put more money into this. But when you start watching it, and I know this from experience, and I'm sure that all, uh, you know, uh, online uh, TMNT lovers would agree with me, you start watching, within the first five minutes, you're laughing your ass off. And the more you watch it, the more references, references to the classic cartoons, to the comics, and also to the, like, the live, the, the movies. 
they just were like whoever made that was like yo we grew up on this shit so we're going to give it to you just you know in a new form and the dynamic and like especially what you're talking about darcy and also you tactics in terms of the dynamics between the brothers and also who you like more or that sort of thing you see a lot of their personality traits really shining like michelangelo is they made him dumb as fuck in this in this show like to the point that like uh, they're just like yo he's he may actually die if he's by himself <laughs> um, and, and uh, Donatello has like a big crush on April because she's like a teenager too that they helped out. And you know, Splinter and Shredder are done so well. Like mm-hmm. the, the two of them, like they made him that they like they grew up together and they were best friends and like brothers. And then over a woman they fought over, and that's what like made Shredder go crazy. And Shredder's all he has like he's like a personality type that he can never accept responsibility for what he's done. So every all his bl- all his guilt he is laying on Splinter. So like that's so, yeah, go on. Uh, in regards to Splinter, now I know there is two different um, origins of him. Like in in one in the older version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, he was a human that got transformed into a rat, and then in other incarnations, he was just a pet rat. That so, yeah. which one is? Which this one is they this one, he's, he's a human who gets turned into a rat. Okay, cool. And it makes sense because, yeah. like, frankly, the way they say the, the mutagen works is that if you get splashed with it, whatever is in your vicinity is what mutates with you. Okay. So, like, a rat, like, ran over a shoe, and then he got doused with the mutagen. Uh-huh. And then he turned into, like, a human rat. Uh, and... Yo, like honestly, like when Shredder and uh, Splinter fight, like even before they even, because like I think at the end of season two, the two of them have like a an actual fight, just the two of them. But in the first season, it's uh, they do like a rooftop fight, just like in the TM 1990, 1990 film, where like all four of them take on Splint, uh, take on uh, Shredder, and he like kicks their ass. Yeah, they do that, and it's the season finale, and Shredder beats the shit out of them like i was watching this and i was like yo is he gonna kill them are they gonna end this like are they gonna kill the turtles and they, like, they have to they have to run they actually have to run away from him and they're like well, yo we came face to face with the shredder and we weren't ready since they teach us more shit that's sick yeah like i i highly recommend just for the sake of you guys being able to like you you get your classic characters back. You get them perfectly. You, you they act like brothers. Like uh, there's a scene where um, they like kind of demolish the lair a little bit, and Master Splinter shows up. He's like, "How many times have I told you guys not to like play with your skateboards in the lair?" And they're like, "You've never told us to do that, Sensei." He's like, "I shouldn't have to tell you. It's obvious." <laughs> uh, and um, and then there's another one where like they're just arguing with each other, and like Raph is yelling at Mikey, and he's like. The foot only believe in, uh, no one language, the language of fists, and Mikey's just like, do they understand the language of feet too? And Raph is like, yes, Mikey, they also understand feet. And then uh, Dantel just like looks up. He's like, but wouldn't that make them bilingual? <laughs> I'm just like laughing my ass off. Like, That's brilliant. Oh, is, Splinter, is Splinter a dick in this one, like he is in the Michael Bay version? No, he is like so loving, so wise, and also so like, like you know how uh, you always see the, the the four of them going out and doing this stuff. Yeah. April actually goes to Splinter one time, like in one of the episodes. It's like, yo, they're your sons. Why are you sending them off to die? He's like, no, no, but that that's like that's what their role is. He's like, but they're kids. They're your kids. And Splinter's kind of like, yes, you're right. And actually, like steps up and like joins them in the fight because he's like oh my god but like he is such a like he starts training uh april to be an a kono each like a female ninja oh shit and uh he he's always guiding he's like the uncle iroh uh for all our avatar the last airbender fans he's the uncle iroh of the group mm-hmm. and he he does for each of them uh even with, <laughs> even with michelangelo <laughs> Like Michelangelo does like one thing right in the in the first season, and Splinter's like, "Hmm, I see what you mean. You've you've made a wise decision, Michelangelo." And everyone just like looks at him. He's like, "Yes, I never thought I'd hear myself say that either." And I'm, <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. "Okay, so before we wrap things up, unless Darcy, you got something else to say? 
Or... I, I was just gonna back it up. I've I've actually seen. I feel like the first two seasons. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember where I fell off. We, yeah, bro. When you were watching it originally, I, I was watching it too. We were. We used to message on it. You forgot. I'm just okay. saying. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but whatever. But yeah, no. I was just gonna say it's it, it, it's it, it's a really enjoyable show for sure. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Before we wrap it up, I want to know, Darcy. You, or sorry, uh, Umar. You already said it, but uh, if you want to change your answer, which turtle do you guys identify with most? Now it's uh it's uh, Donatello. Before it was Michelangelo. When I was a little stupid kid, uh-huh. Darcy. Mm, I feel like now um it's uh, Leonardo more than it is Raphael. Mm. T. For me, it's so hard because I, I obviously at some point we all identify with each of them, right? But I think predominantly as of right now, maybe Leonardo. But when you were a kid? When I was a kid, um, probably more Michelangelo. Mm, I think it makes sense, yeah. For, yeah. for me, I never actually identified with Raphael. And to a certain degree, I don't think I've ever really identified with Leo either. Because, like, Leo, I'm not a, like, I'm, I'm usually the second in command guy. Like, I'm always the one who, like, supports the guy, the man. Uh-huh. I'm never the one who is the one in charge. Uh-huh. Unless, unless in, in that context, you're, you're identifying with the third in command. Let's be honest here. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but like, all I'm saying is like, I, unless I'm organizing a movie outing, I'm not really the person in charge. And, and you right. guys know that more than anyone. But yeah. what about like characteristics other than him just being the leader? Leo was Leo is the leader. Like he's he's the noble leader. I guess I can I guess I can like relate to his honor to oh. a certain degree. But like Donatello was always like the more sweet and also bookish one. Like clearly I'm there's a different like I'm not saying I'm an incredibly studious individual. Okay. I I just like reading comic books and also like doing schoolwork as well like that. But like I I wasn't like especially gifted. That's why I probably when I was younger I kind of fit more in Michelangelo, the fun-loving, goofy one. Like, I'm definitely the goofy one. Uh, but as I got older, I... Tex is trying not to laugh. <laughs> I, I, was, I saw both. I was like, yo, yo, which one's going to break? Which one's going to break? I thought it was Darcy, bro. <laughs> Darcy with straight face. I was like, nah, I can't hold it. <laughs> but yeah, like, I would say, like, Leo and uh, Raph were always, like, the outliers for me. Raph, okay. I was very... I, 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 yeah, I don't really identify with him at all, unless I'm unless I'm made to be really angry, but even then I don't go his way. I think I'm, I would say Donatello, Michelangelo, uh, then Leonardo, and then Raph for me. In relationships, I relate to Raphael. I was very hot-headed in a lot of my previous relationships. So, yeah. I also need to say that I don't think you should base your romantic relationships on a couple of turtles, you know. But you hey, <laughs> facts, bro. I'm talking about character, man. I'm just <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. stand by that statement. <laughs> I, if we were to go down that road, I think I'm Michelangelo when it comes to relationships. <laughs> I think now more uh, I, in regards to relationships, yeah, definitely Michelangelo. You know what? You know what? I guess I'm and Leonardo, actually. I guess so. I, I summarize something here, though, is that like you know you do a personality test yeah. and. Um, there are like, you know, four quadrants to a personality test, right? And you make up portions of each of them. I think really what the writers were trying to articulate was like, here are four components of like major components of like, so to a kid growing up and becoming a teenager and all that stuff, here are like four major components. And it's like taking a little bit of each and everyone's not all of one or the other. But because like in reality, like if you ask me like what I really identify with, it's like I'm a little bit of all of them. Yeah. Right. And we all, we all are to some degree. I agree with that. All right. Mic drop. (laughs) All right. Well, this has been the first ever edition of Geeky Bros Podcast. I'm your boy, Tactics. I'm your boy, Darcy. I don't know what I'm doing here still. Uh, (laughs) uh, Live long and prosper, y'all. Big Geek Umar. Cool. I don't think I'll come back for another one after that. (laughs) 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 All right, y'all. We'll catch Thank you in the next one. Thanks for watching, everyone. Peace, y'all.